obviously this year, like many, you're uh, in the last seven months, we've had to uh, resort down to Zoom. Uh, Ron Maisie herself, you know, lived through two world wars. I think she was not adverse to adversity. In uh, the second of those world wars, in the second of those uh, world wars, she uh, brought up two children, uh, one of whom is obviously uh, with us tonight. That's my mum. Uh, one of the many conditions that we managed to have today, my mum pointed out that Grandma Maisie, who, you know, uh, was very, the traditional values were extremely important to her. And she was very mackered, as well as going to shul on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, also was very important to her to be in shul on Shabbat Shuvah. So it's just ironic that her yotzak comes out every Yom Kippur. So uh, mum now forever will be going to shul on Shabbat Shuvah to sort of mark the yotzak. A couple of very small points before I um, hand over to Rav Robinder. Um, Rav Maisie, apparently, when she came into uh, our shul, uh, our old Gosford shul in Newcastle, she uh, altogether did not did not approve of the talking that went on in shul. So maybe that's a little lesson that we can all uh, take into Yom Kippur, is maybe uh, talk a little less whilst we're in shul. And apparently she... Uh, didn't approve of bad language. And for reasons that I do not understand that Kiddush today, I was singled out for treatment on that score. So at least on Yom Kippur, I know uh, somebody that would be for sure for. Anyway, uh, once again, as always, we're very, very happy to have Robert Robinder with us, who's been, well, teaching me personally for over 27 years, and teaching Cloudy Shore for over, well, many years, many, many years. And Rob Romanda, I'm going to send you, I'm going to try and unmute you for a minute. We'll find you in the list. So, Rob I just asked you to unmute. If you can unmute yourself, then we are good to go. I was just now, am I unmuted? Yeah, you're good. And I'm going on mute. I'm talking to some electronic wizard in the sky. You know, like, am I all right? All right. Andrew, thank you. Are you finished, Andrew? I don't usually understand what Andrew says because I, that old pun in Yorkshire was never available to me. But I, I had hoped that he would learn how to speak English like a regular person. Hasn't worked yet, hasn't worked. I'd like to leave you with a thought that you could kind of grab onto and uh, maybe and use for you know, this Yom Kippur, which is a little, we're going to be a little different for many of us. Uh, it's very rare that you could imagine when I was a kid and thought about going on Aliyah, that uh, the only time I would be locked out of my shul in my history was after all these years of living in Israel. But uh, history works in strange ways. Hello, am I there? Am I still there? Anyway, history works in strange ways when it comes to the coronavirus. It just doesn't, you know, it doesn't know the difference between Yom Kippur and another day. So we're going to be, uh, many of us are going to be out of shul. Some of us are going to be at home. And uh, that's going to give us a lot of time to think about what we would do, what we're doing. So I want to give you a little something to think about. The Rambam, the Rambam wrote this great book of halacha, uh, which he called Mishneh Torah, which we usually call Yad HaChazakah. 
which contains it contains a lot of information culled from culled from Shas and other uh, primary sources. Now the Rambam was interested in telling us what the halacha is. What the halacha is means what am I supposed to do? What do I do? So the Rambam, one section of the Rambam is called Hilchot Tshuva. And in that uh, uh, section, he tells us how to do Tshuva. And what he tells us, what he teaches us is things that we all know, or we have to admit our guilt, and we have to have resolved not to do it again, and not to ever do it again. And we have to make sure, we have to make sure that, that for the future, uh, uh, for the future, we will be able to maintain. And then the Rambam tells us a primary aspect of this mitzvah of tshuva is vidui. Vidui in English is usually translated as confession. So we have to admit guilt. We have to resolve about the future. We have to not just admit it to ourselves, but we have to make a statement of guilt. Okay, all of these things all of these things are things that we do on Yom HaKippurim. Everybody knows that on Yom HaKippurim we say again and again and again a long list of al shechatanu, the hate, the sin that we sinned, and then we say something. And this long list is itself, this long list is a, like a strange, it's a strange list. Because it's, it, it has every possible transgression in it. Now, I don't imagine that anybody sitting in this room has done every single possible transgression. I mean, even those of you who, uh, you know, go to the gym regularly would have a hard time living up to that kind of standard. So why do we do that? Why do we say over and over again, there are two kinds of biduyim, two kinds of confessions that we say on Yom HaKippurim. One is called the Vidui Katsar, and the other one, unromantically, is called the Vidui Aroch. So what's the Vidui Katsar? Hashamnu, Bagadnu, Gazalnu, Dibarnu, Dofi, like this. Like we confess alphabetically. The idea of alphabetic confession is that that's how we get everything. We, get, we confess to everything possible, and everything possible is in the alphabet. But if that's not good enough, there's also the vidui aroch. We say the, this viduyim the first time before we eat Erev Yom Kippur. Erev Yom Kippur, before we eat, we say vidui. Then we say it in Marev and Chakris and Musaf and Mincha and the Ilah. We say vidui again and again and again. And so what are we doing? I mean, I mean, you can't take that too seriously. I mean, as I said. I mean, who could do all those transgressions? Who has that kind of energy? So the answer, the answer is, the answer is, has to do with the nature of vidui and the nature of the person who is standing before God. And the, the fact of the matter is that we don't like to think of ourselves as being bad people. At the rabbi, we like to emphasize the good things that we do. We gave charity. We helped the neighbor. We did so. The fact that we are the, we're on the street, you know, as uh, as President Trump uh, pointed out, that you know, the fact that we killed somebody out in the street that doesn't matter. We're not. He said that doesn't make us bad people. We're good people. So that the 
problem is self-recognition. Like, who am I? And who am I standing before God? What am, what am I coming? Am I going to tell God, I didn't do it. I didn't mean it. I didn't think it. It's not my, my issue. I mean, is that what I'm going to say? Or am I going to confess? In order to confess, you have to remember. And we know, we know very well that remembering is not something that we're always good at. Usually we forget. And we always forget when it's something that we want to forget. I mean, it's like, you know, again, who could remember? Who could remember the things that we did that we shouldn't have done? I mean, that's a little bit of a, bit of a, a, a tall order. I mean, how am I going to do that? It's not for me. I mean, I did good things. I want that to be, I want that to be emphasized. The good things, the good things that I did, I don't want you to emphasize or to even think about the things that I didn't do that were so good. So you have this contra these contradictory forces on Yom Kippurim. On the one hand, I'm saying again and again and again. And that's my confession. And I want to make sure that if I did anything wrong, I confess to it. On the other hand, I know very well that I don't remember any of those things that I, if I did them, I don't own up to them. So the question of vidui, the Ramam says, the Ramam says vidui is the mitzvah, the main mitzvah of, of, of tshuva is vidui, is confession. And, and what does that mean? You know, like you could say, oh, I did it. What does it mean? Like you say, Friday night, you have to make kiddush. There's a mitzvah to say kiddush. Right, so that mitzvah divide conceptually, there are two parts to it. One part is you have to say kiddush. The second part is that you have to say the words that the chachamim set out for us. Right, there are two different, two different things. The same thing is true about about tshuva. First, I have to be able to own up to what I did. In order to own up to what I did, I have to remember what I did. In order to remember what I did, I say vidui. I say, maybe I did it, maybe I did it. That's what vidui is. Vidui is not about what I did. It's about what I'm trying to forget that I did. So the first thing you have to remember in Yom Kippurim is what the Rambam teaches us about vidui, that the essence of the mitzvah of the day is confession. And confession doesn't mean just to confess for the things that you know and you're willing to admit, but you have to confess somehow. You have to come to grips with who you really are and who you really represent and what you really mean when you talk to people and you say things, whatever you say. You have to figure that out. You have to figure out, and that's a tall order. And even if you're not in shul and Yomakipurim or if you're outside, in an outside open air uh, minion and sweating under the Jerusalem uh, or the Israeli sun, even then, even then, you have to think about that question. What are you saying vidui about? What is the sin that you would like to deal with? What is the behavior that you have exhibited in the past that you have to change? Well, first, you have to figure it out. You have to decide that you think about it, you'll know what it is. If you take the time to look into it, to read the Al-Khayt slowly, 
you'll know what it is. You know what you. That's the first thing. The first thing that the Rambam has to say that interests us tonight. Vidui, that's the essential part of the mitzvah. But there's another Rambam. There's another Rambam meaning. It's another statement that the Rambam made about tshuva. Listen to this. I'll read just a few words. The Rambam says. The Rambam says, "Gedola tshuva." Tshuva is great because it brings you closer to the Shechina. I mean, what does the Rama mean? I mean, Tshuva is a mitzvah. It brings you close to God. But doesn't every mitzvah that you do bring you closer to God? I mean, what exactly is the Rambam uh, talking about? And he quotes a pasuk in the parish of Nitzavim. Shuva Yisrael, Ad Hashem Elokecha. You go back, do Shuva, and that Shuva brings you right up to Hakadosh Baruch right up to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What does that What does that mean? What does that mean? That how is Shuva different than any other Shuva? So the Rambam in the 13th century didn't explain it to us. He just quoted the pasuk. But we want to know, we take the essence of the rabbi, what, what are we talking about? We talk about the Chuva brings you closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why does it bring you closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? says, I was doing the wrong thing, and now I don't want to do it anymore. And about the future, we'll see. How could you say Chuva Mikarevet? There's another Rambam, another statement in the Rambam. The Rambam says in Perik Zion, the Rambam says, He says, how wondrous is this idea of tshuva? How wondrous? Emesh, yesterday. Yesterday, He was separated from God. Right? And the quote to Pasuk, so yesterday he could have davened, he wouldn't have been answered, right? But today, Ayom Hu Mudbak Bashina. Today he's glued to the Shina. He's glued to the Shina. Where's he glued? What's he glued to? So most mitzvahs, most mitzvahs I can look at as being something that is kind of static. It happens, I do the mitzvah at a particular time, in a particular way, in a particular place. I have to shake a lulav. So I know I need a lulav. I need the day of Sukkot. I got to shake, well, not this year, the first day of Sukkot is Shabbat, but, but uh, I have to shake the lulav. And that's it. I did the mitzvah. Do I want special credit? I mean, you get credit, whatever credit you get for doing a mitzvah, for, for, for shaking a lula, for eating a matzah. You get credit. How much credit do you get? I don't know. You get whatever whatever you deserve up in heaven. Here the Rambam goes out of his way to say that if I do tshuva, my relationship to HaKadosh Baruch Hu has changed. My relationship to HaKadosh Baruch Hu has changed. And the question is, what did the Rambam mean? He didn't explain it to us. 
But I'll tell you, several hundred years later, Rav Nachman of Bratzel had something to say about this question. So I want to tell you, I want to summarize. So I want to just kind of give you briefly what Rav Nachman and Bratzel taught us. And, uh, believe me, not everybody who learns Rav Nachman has to go to Uman on Rosh Hashanah. And uh, it's okay. There's no connection. I mean, people can say something that's worth learning, and you could stay away from the madness. You don't have to join up with the madness. So Rav Nachla Brazov said this. The difference between tshuva and every other mitzvah is that tshuva is about movement. It's about moving yourself. He says, how could it be that a person would promise that he's not going to do a particular way? Let's say he had he was bitten by the by the uh, the tzitzi fly of Lashon Hara, right? I know you never met anybody like that, but there's some people in the world, someplace, who are into Lashon Hara. So if you're into Lashon Hara, if you're into so what does that mean that you're into what does it mean? It means that even though the Gemara says it's a terrible thing, and even though the Chafetz Chaim wrote a very important book about it, and even though short forms of the Chafetz Chaim books have been written in it again, you don't think that they're really right. You, the one who speaks Lashonara, let's say me, I'm the one who's speaking Lashonara in this story, so I, I don't really believe all of that. Because if I really believe that that's what God wanted me to avoid, if I really believe that that's what God wanted to be, uh, me to avoid, so I would avoid it. Well, am I crazy? The crazy guy used to tell the boys in the yeshiva, as an aside, you know, boys in yeshiva don't always come to Minyan on time. I don't know if you ever heard that or can even imagine it. So I used to say to the boys, you know, if you boys thought that God wanted you to come to the Minyan on time, you would come. I mean, how would you miss? You can't miss. So if God really thought that you should not speak Lashon Hara, if you thought that God thought that you shouldn't speak Lashon Hara, so you wouldn't speak Lashon Hara, right? I mean, I mean, I mean after all, we're, we're, we're not insane. We're not going to do something. So, I, so if you talk, if somebody who talks Lashon Hara, right, but eats uh, super kosher salami, does that person, that person is not too close to God. He's missing out on something that God really wants him to do. So tshuva, what, what do you, so when you go and you say, you say I'm not going to do it again. I mean, how do you say I'm not going to do it again? How do you know that? How could, how could you even imagine that you're not going to do it again? You've been doing it all this time. You love it. You love Lashon Hara. You wouldn't miss out. I mean, Lashon Hara at the barber, Lashon Hara at the butcher, Lashon Hara, like wherever you go. Somebody has something to say. So how can you stand really on Yom Kippur and look up at heaven and say, I won't do it again? So the Rambam says, or Rav Nachman, the Rav Nachman says, explaining the Rambam, he didn't explain the Rambam the, the Rav Nachman didn't like the Rambam so much for whatever reason. 
but but inadvertently he's explaining the Rambam. That's what I mean to say. Rav Nachman says. Rav Nachman says, the only way that you could do tshuva is if you recognize something about God that you didn't know before you did tshuva. You have to recognize that God really doesn't want you to talk Lashon Hara. And if you recognize that, it'll be easy not to talk Lashon It'll be the easiest thing in the world. It's just that until now, you really haven't thought that way. You thought, you know, there's a little hint here, a little hint there. They, they, they just, uh, you know, the people are telling you, are telling you things, but they're not, not so accurate. So by definition, tshuva moves you horizontally closer to God. That's what it is. It's a horizontal motion. It means you're moving closer to understanding and accepting God's will. That's what it means. That's what it means so that your ability, your ability to tshuva is conditional upon the ability you have to move closer, to accept the directives, to understand that this is what HaKadosh Baruch really wants you to do. And when you understand that, saying, I won't do it again, I'll never do it again. I accept all the limitations, the strictures, etc. I won't do it. That becomes easy. That becomes easy. That was Rav Nachman. I mean, he, he said a few other things, but this is what he, what he pointed to. So the Rambam says, again, Perik Zion, Gedola Tshuva, Shemekarevet et Adam Pashchina. That's a great thing because it brings you closer. Why does it bring you closer? Because that's what it is. That's what tshuva is. It was, what's a beira? What's a beira? You say, God didn't really mean it. It's not for me. It's not, my, not the thing that I was told to, to prevent. It wasn't anything like that. So, hopefully you're not too tired. And you have time left to think, and you'll have time in Yom Kippurim and Yom Hashem to think about this point. The important thing is vidui. That's part of tshuva. The first part of tshuva is vidui. Vidui means you know who you are, and you know what you did. But the second part of tshuva is accepting the halacha or the position that you found in yourself. You accept the fact that you could change that you could move closer to God. And change means that you understand now what you didn't understand before, that you understand now that that's really what the Torah wants of you. And if that's really what the Torah wants of you, it'll be easy enough, easy enough to do it. I wish you all a Gemar Chasima Tova. Uh, I hope that uh, next year will be this uh, will be all over, that is the uh, lockdown, the quarantine, whatever it is, and uh, somehow Kodesh Baruch will have mercy on the Jewish people and allow us to go our way and do our thing. All the best, be well. Thank you, Rob Ramada. Thank you for um, your wishes. Okay, call to.
Uh, everybody, you can unmute yourself.